Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Another episode for you guys coming in right now. Today, I am super hyped to introduce to you one of my most successful athletes, um, all state titles, Australian titles, and competing on the world title to get his ICM Pro card. So it's going to be an awesome interview. We go deep into if you're looking into competing, just into even if you're not competing, some habits that you can learn. Um, and take to the gym. Thanks so much to everyone sharing this podcast, screenshotting it, putting on their Instagram. I'm replying to everyone. I love seeing it out there. So thanks to those that are doing it. And if you do get anything valuable from these podcasts or this, sharing it would mean the world to me. So thanks heaps. Let's get you into this podcast. Here's Sammy. And welcome back. Another podcast. We are punching them out right now. Um, with ISO and all those things, I'm able to get everyone online. I'm playing around with how everything sounds online, so it's getting going to be better post-ISO as well. Um, today, I know you guys had a lot of feedback from Ryan's podcast on the journey of kind of getting into this industry and going down to pro card. So I thought, who would I have better other than one of my clients, Sammy? He absolutely smashed the last four years. Um, men's fitness pro, he's competed multiple times at different worlds, nationals, all those titles, all the way from South Australia. Say hello, Sammy. Thank you, Jake, and, and thank you for that intro. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Not a problem. So what we're going to do is I'll give people to go, give you a little brief rundown about yourself, um, and then we'll go into more of the journey of um, so maybe give kind of where you're at now, um, all your, all the, your little titles and things like that. And then we'll go into kind of why you got into it and how everything started. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So, um, I am an ICN, uh, fitness pro. Um, so it's been a, obviously a long, long time coming, but, uh, finally an ICN pro, which is nice to have that title. Um, like Jake said, I'm, I'm based out of Adelaide, South Australia. Um, I am a, a personal trainer um, by trade and an online coach. Um, this has all happened, you know, probably in the in the the past couple of years um, since I have met Jake. Um, I definitely wasn't going down the, the personal training path beforehand, but you know, when I did catch up with Jake and we we went through prep and everything, it it basically completely changed my changed my life basically really did (laughs) so pretty pretty much um yeah rewinding back um to the beginning with with jake we signed up when was it 2014 15 yeah um so started competing basically all the way back then and and then worked my way up to to where i am now so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time coming, but this is where we're at. <laughs> so crazy. So let's rewind. Before you even, before you reached out to me via DM and things like that, um, where yep. were you kind of, what were you doing with fitness? Um, what was your background? What were you doing at the time? Yeah, so pretty much um, I'd always been interested in the fitness industry ever since I was a, a little kid. Um, I, I was quite into my swimming, so I was – quite a good competitive swimmer back in sort of my my schooling. Um, swam competitively up until I was I was 18 and, and during that time I did a little bit of strength and conditioning. Um, not that I really knew what I was doing at the time, but it, I, I knew that it definitely benefited me and, you know, my, my swimming. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I, I moved up to Adelaide um, from the country, South Australia country, um, and yeah, basically just joined a gym and decided that I wanted to add on a bit of a bit of muscle. I was <laughs> I was a skinny skinny kid. I was probably sixty kilos dripping wet, um, and 
just got pushed around quite a bit. So um, really need to just chuck on some muscle onto these basically skin and bones. Um, and that sort of led me to the competing pathway. So, you know, a few years down the track, I, I made a pretty good foundation. Um, I always found competing fascinating and manipulating your body. I always wanted to, to do it. Um, so I sort of did some research and, and looked up who won men's fitness, <laughs> who's, the, who's the INBA at the time, pro, and you were uploading YouTube videos at that, that point in time and I went back and I think I watched every single one of your, your videos, all your preps, and I went, well, you know, who, who better to, to get coached by than the man who just won his pro card himself? Yeah. So yeah. that's where I reached out to you um, and we, we got the, the show on the road from there. You know, I'd never really properly, I'd never, you know, counted calories. I'd never tracked my training. I'd never properly done it before. But, you know, I'd, I'd built a, a fair old foundation. I was, I was bulking at the time, obviously, when I messaged you and I was um, not exactly in shape, but I wasn't out of shape. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we, we led into that first show back in um, the South Australian titles. So yes. that 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 was my my first show ever, um, which was daunting. It was very scary. Put me out of my comfort zone. Um, but you you actually flew out that that day to America. I remember that. Was that the I I I I NBA back then? It was it was still ICN. It was the first year of ICN. So yeah. that was yeah. the ICN show first. Was that in, that A and B show was between or was that first? It was in between, yeah. That's yep. right. Yeah, I remember sitting yeah. at the airport actually looking at the like refreshing the results. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, then that voice message I sent you. <laughs> so, so that you basically, just said that you you knew that I had it in the bag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, then, when did you come across natural bodybuilding? That's probably the first thing. What I do know with a lot of people that are yep. looking to get into bodybuilding, they're kind of like happen to luckily stumble across an ICN and natural because when people think bodybuilding, they're always thinking IFBB and the big meatheads as you can imagine. So how'd you find yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, listening back to Ryan's podcast previously and how he was saying, you know, someone come up to him and said you should do bodybuilding and, you know, just the, I guess what you think about bodybuilding is just the big juice heads, you know, <laughs> and it's not, you know, to some the most attractive thing. But I was always really interested in aesthetics and 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 symmetry and making and, and manipulating your body and getting yourself down into a really low body fat percentage, which in my opinion is very aesthetic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I probably... I guess started to really get into it and, and really notice the natural bodybuilding scene probably in 2013. Um, that's where I sort of did a, a lot more research into, into INBA and, and realized that, wow, like these guys look awesome. Like, you know, that men's fitness, like the beach body, you know, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's what I want to look like. Um, and looking, you know, when I found you, it was like, Oh, that, that, Jake looks awesome like that's what I want to look like that's that's the physique that you know I guess most you know teenage to early 20 guys want to look like so yeah I would say probably around the 2013-14 and then I guess the as the years go on the more popular it's been and you know you go to some national shows now and you look at men's fitness and they've got you know 40 50 60 competitors in some categories, it's just insane. Yeah, it's blown up. And I think that's like I've slowly seen the decline of bodybuilding and increase of men's fitness, yeah. men's fitness, especially in the natural shows. So let's fast forward to maybe your first prep. Um, how, yeah. how are you taking your first prep going through? You, you were in a pretty bulk stage um, when we were going through. Um, and then going yeah. the show how'd you find that like mindset of 
say this is more for those people that are doing their first show come season B. Um, where was your mind at? Where were your nerves? All of those type of things. Yeah, I mean, the first prep was, I guess, like it was hard. Like I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, it was a piece of cake. Like dieting for the first time and and learning everything and, and tracking everything, was it was difficult. Um, but, you know, you, as the results come, as the weeks go on, you're just continually being motivated. Um, and I guess because I did a, a whole – role show so I did I did four shows in my first year of competing which looking back is just like ridiculous Mm -hmm. but it kept me motivated you know the 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 first show I ever did I won which is sort of unheard of to be honest um and what a lot of people don't actually realize is I actually won my pro card in my first show Mm. but I actually declined it (laughs) um which is pretty crazy because people come into this sport going and uh, you know they go oh what what do you what do you want out of this sport and they're like I just want to win my pro card and you know here I am eight competitions deep and just getting my pro card technically for the second time but you know you can you can decline your pro card people don't realize that (laughs) yeah I guess the, the reason why I did it and I guess you sort of knew that I was going to win and you, I remember you saying to me, look, if you win, you, if they offer you your pro card, don't take it. And at first I, you know, was a little offended. <laughs> but then, I, then you actually continued to explain, look, you're in your first year of competing, enjoy being an amateur. And, you know, I was like, yeah, well, that's fair enough. And realistically, if I took my pro card at that time, I would have been up against you. I would have been up against Ryan. I would have been (laughs) up against all these professional fitness athletes and I would have just been way behind, years behind. So I (laughs) – so now I've only just got it. I'm only just worthy (laughs) three years on. Um, and you know, those, those words that you said to me, I couldn't, couldn't have appreciated that more because I would have taken it. There's no doubt about it. And it's just one of those things like, unless you actually know, um, what comes along with taking that pro card and things like that. Um, and your story to tell so, so often because we knew you're, you were very competitive coming in. Um, and then. What we, what I, I knew, knew where you needed to be on the pro level. So we wanted posing down pat. We wanted to know your body inside out. We wanted you to know on preps um, before you come up, guys that have been doing this for three to four years and have more than fifteen shows under their belt. So that's where I think a lot of people that do take their pro card very early kind of fizzle out and phase out a lot early because the standard is so much higher in a pro division um that it's very hard to catch up in that absolutely yeah totally agree yeah yeah if you earn it after all those years you're going to have a a very successful bodybuilding career if you if you get it early like you say you you never see those guys really continue to to continue on in their bodybuilding career yeah 100 percent. and just for those that are thinking um, back then it was, uh, IMBA it was, yeah. So it was IMBA. They were giving him pro cards out at state shows. Um, and that's why it yep. was Sammy's first state show. Now you have to win an Australian title or a world title in the open. So, um, they've raised the level on how to get a pro card a lot harder, um, which is good because good competition makes good competition. Absolutely. All right, so flashing forward, then we went to the, your next show. So let's talk about that first four shows in that first year. Um, we went. Yeah, for sure. A and B show was next. Yes, so tried a different federation. Um, main reason was because the state show and the Australian titles, I believe it was around about seven to eight weeks in between. Mm-hmm. And that's a massive stint and I just – thought god i'm gonna really struggle you know i've just done an entire 
you know, I, I can't remember how long it was. I think it was around about 15 weeks, that first prep. And it's like, oh, just another eight weeks. I don't know. So that's when the A and B show popped up. Um, different federation, you know, different posing, different judges. Um, and I thought, oh, stuff it. Let's, let's just go for it and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, rocked up on the day and ended up taking that out as well so here I was my first two shows uh, and I've just taken first place like I've never really won much in my life before (laughs) it's just and here I was winning two shows in a row I was just over the moon to be honest yeah and that's something like two in a row pretty unheard of um then we fast forward was we knew we're in pretty good shot for the Australian titles yeah correct so then, which I didn't think I was going to do initially, you know, even after doing the, the state show, um, you sort of bring up the Australian titles and that, that 2000, well, I can't even remember what year it was, but like that, that show was huge. The expo, the competitors, uh, the crowds, like it was insane. I've never been in that position in that many, in front of that many people in my life, um, which was massive some of the best standard in an amateur bodybuilding competition for men's fitness that i've seen thus far i reckon so that was pretty pretty daunting but jumped up in the novice class um because you know taking advantage of that novice first year competing and i ended up taking out that novice um title so uh, i got the title men's men's fitness novice australia which is um yeah, out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> so have, have it flopped <laughs> next. And then in that open lineup. So open lineup um, went out, was feeling pretty good. Um, but of course, you know, there was <laughs> the standard was, was pretty damn good. So I ended up getting second overall in, in the opens. Um, yep. which meant I missed out on my pro card by one placing. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, I was stoked with the second overall, but being so, so close, you know, I, I had to be a little bit disheartened, yep. um, which which meant that there was one more show that year, um, which meant going over to Bali to the yep. world titles um, and and competing over there as an Australian athlete. So that was pretty cool in itself. Um, by that stage, I was pretty knackered. You know, it had been a long prep, but I, I, I thought just in itself, you know, I might not be able to get to represent my country again. So I thought, yep, let's do it. Let's, let's go on over. And that, that show was fantastic. Just being in a different country was, was so cool competing. It was tough. We had we had our difficulties. Sourcing food was ridiculously <laughs> hard. I still don't know how we didn't get sick from eating those ye- yellow chicken breasts in Bali, but we're we're here to tell the tale. Thirteen people. Yeah, that was we we bought the supermarket out of their chicken breast. That's how much we had to get. <laughs> so so awesome. That, oh, so cool, that, like coming out and things like that in the last final days of peak week yeah it was so cool like just to be so relaxed I think that you know stress hormones were definitely quite low leading into a comp which they should be but they they always seem to be quite high (laughs) um but being in that sort of situation in Bali I mean you don't really have much other choice but to be relaxed do you yeah so then at the world titles you place top three Yes. Um, so in the novice class, I placed second. Um, and then in open, I placed third. So, yes. which was just phenomenal. And like I remember actually jumping off stage and going backstage, and I just, I didn't know how to feel. And I just like, I quite honestly started to tear up. And I remember Russ coming up to me and saying, mate, it's all right. Like you should be stoked with that placing. I'm like, oh, I know. I know I'm stoked with that placing. I'm just so physically and mentally exhausted at this prep and it's 
over and I didn't really know how to feel. Like that was just an overwhelming feeling that what I'd achieved in sort of the past six months had just finally caught up with me and I just, yeah, I didn't know how to react. It was such a, such a feeling. Well, yeah, that 12 months, especially for you coming from like not even anything knowing about the industry in a pretty bulk state to taking out pretty much three of the first first shows, including your Australian novice and then top three yeah. in the women's fitness. That's where, yeah, we pretty much had that conversation that night. I think it was post. Um, I was like, yeah, you're definitely in the right, right spot that you're obviously made for men's fitness. And um, I think what you learned in that 12 months uh, set you up like pretty much yeah. to – I, I don't even think you've reached your potential yet, but I think that first 12 months for you as an athlete is going to set you up for the next, tw- like, 24, the next time you make that pro debut. Um, yeah. What I wanted to go into is, yeah, so c- coming into after that season. So um, yep. we finished Worlds. The next was, that was 2017. So we're talking 2018. We took 12 months off. Yes, full and twelve months off. Season B. So, what what I pretty much want you to touch on is how is that off season difference that you? So, I find a lot of as well as that pro card and all that, but a lot of athletes that win all of their first shows, I find get very complacent and then um, don't never come in as well as that first season that they ever did brought in. So, I know that's something that I was on your ass about the whole time. Um, so have a little yeah. chat about that off season. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, basically exactly what you said. I did get a little complacent. So after the comp, um, I was pretty, I was pretty exhausted and I needed to take some time off and my partner, Whitney, who is now my fiance, I should say, um, she was living in Milan in Italy at the time. So I went over and actually visited her for a, for a month. So I took a month off training, um, not straight after the comp, but, you know, I did a reverse diet with you and reversed my training out, cardio, whatnot, um, and then decided I'm going to take some time off, let my body heal and just not focus so much on food and, and training and, and just get my body back to normal and just enjoy, enjoy life again. So I did that. I came back and... Yeah, I, I was I was good. Like I had a good off season. Um, probably didn't train as hard as I should have, and I probably wasn't as accountable as I should have been in my off season. Um, I think definitely having a coach in your off season um, is essential, and that's what makes a true athlete. You know, you may hear people speak about you know your physiques are built in the off season. That's there's no word of a lie there. You know, you're, that's when you build the muscle. That's when you build your foundation. Um, the cutting seat, you know, when, when you do your actual prep, that's just a reward to see all your hard work that you've done in the off-season. So I definitely know the importance of an off-season now and in the past two, two years since I've had fantastic off-seasons. You know, that, that have been my grow seasons. That, that There's nothing really that sets my prep aside from my off season now and it just means that I'm I'm eating more I'm eating more calories I'm in a surplus I'm tracking my training in my off season I'm tracking my training in my on season it's there's no real difference there but that 2018 I did get complacently leading into that season B show um you know just that 2017 you know I, I got you know all those placings and I just thought you know, I just didn't push as hard and I knew that. I knew that leading into the show. Mm. And I went into the state show and um, I, was, I was looking good, definitely not as sharp as I could have been considering I did put on a bit of muscle, um, pr- pretty decent amount, but nothing as much as it could have been if I had a proper off-season. Yeah. And I walked away with a second placing at the, the state show, which – I was still, you know, I was happy with it, but I knew that I needed a real 
kick up the arse and I really needed to get dialed in and come into the national show again. Um, and, you know, speaking to a couple of people, speaking to you and, you know, the, the feedback was all the same. It was just you need to be leaner, you need to be leaner. And I think <laughs> from that sort of show until nationals, I pushed so goddamn hard um, that that was pretty pretty full on and I don't really want to do that again. I don't want to be in that position where I am that far behind and I have to push that hard in such a small amount of time um, because it did take its toll on my body. Um, but I went to, the, to that Nationals show um, and ended up with a second overall. So in that, in that show, I was, wasn't a novice anymore. I just went straight into the Open um, and I ended up with a second, second place overall, um, which, you know, which is still fantastic. Yeah. But I've just had this stream of second placings, you know, just so goddamn close and getting the judges feedback. It's just the same, you know, you were so close. It was splitting hairs. The other guy was just a little bit leaner, um, so that just, oh, that made me really, really um, want to push harder and really want to, you know, give it, a, give it another crack. So instead yeah. of having a full year off again, I actually decided to do season A that next year. So just before we go into season A, I just wanted to touch on pretty much the lessons for constructive feedback. So something you yep. just said then was that it made you actually hungrier that when you when, when yeah. you just fell off the mark, um, and that's something important, I think with people taking on prep and taking on um, they want to get on stage and do all this kind of things, and it's the the fact that as athletes you actually have to take on that constructive feedback. It's not negative feedback. Um, that, oh, I'm gonna have to cut that. It's not negative feedback. <laughs> but it's more constructive feedback. So it's actually um, going to help you in the overall. Absolutely. And I'll touch on um, a small piece of advice that you gave me actually, which was no matter your placing, if you place first or last, get feedback from the judges every time. And I have every single time because if you win, you, there's always going to be feedback. You can always be better. You can't be flawless. There's mm. always going to be something that you can work on. Even if you're first, you can always work on something. Yeah, and that's that's number one. And I think that's what makes a really good athlete as well. Um, and really someone that's going to be in this for the long, long haul. All right, so fast-forwarding to that decision that you're so close um, – so, again, almost won your pro card there. You're one off. Yep. Um, so let's go into, yeah, that switch, quick switch around into season A. Yeah. So I think I had like a pretty good sit down with you and just went, <laughs> we sort of come to terms that I just didn't, I just wasn't there. You know, I probably, probably wasn't in that right mindset at the time to be prepping. My body probably wasn't right you know had a few little injuries here and there I could say every excuse under the sun but I just didn't push myself as hard as I should have so fast forward um a couple of months I just went look I really want to give it a second crack if I don't do it now I might not get the opportunity you know again um so we basically prepped into season a which i'd never done a season a prep before so prepping the show was in march so i was prepping all through um summer basically so from from sort of january on onwards um which was different it was it was actually kind of nice doing a prep and not being freezing cold all the time (laughs) (laughs) um so that that was quite nice and i was that was probably the most full-on prep I've I've done. I went balls to the wall. That was just everything was just like clockwork. 
you know, my training was at a certain time per day, my meals were all timed out. I just, there was nothing stopping me. There was, I was like, I was possessed. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to win that pro card. And with, you know, all, all the group we've got over, over here and, you know, we were just like, yeah, hashtag pro card. We, we said it all the time. We'll just say hashtag pro, pro card. And we come into that show. So we had a bit of a cheer squad come over to, to Sydney. That's where the show was. And it, it was just a, it was a weird feeling leading into that show. You know, the days leading up, I almost knew I was going to win it. I just sort of had a feeling. And even when, so for those first time competitors, you get a list of competitors that come out the day before the show. So you sort of know who you're competing with. The previous years I've gone through the list and gone, you know, you look them up on Instagram, do not recommend this <laughs> because you scare the shit out of yourself. This year the competitors list come through, didn't even look at it. Yeah. Just chucked it aside and I just knew I was confident and I knew that I'd brung my absolute best and if this was my time to win the pro card, then this was my time. And yeah. I, I just knew that I'd put in every last little bit that I could into this prep and it paid off, you know, walked away with with the win, which was just, I, I was just over the moon. Like I'd still <laughs> to this day, like explaining that feeling, you know, it was just unbelievable. And you jumped up on the stage and gave me a big hug and just, ah, oh, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't even begin to explain that feeling. It's just even thinking back at it now, just, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's not just for you. Like you taking 100%. that first year is just that first ever show. You didn't really know what's happening, but taking it that second time after having that, so many strings that it was so like so much more valuable like yeah compared to just taking it off off, off a whim so it's like that's where I like I, I'm always, always put you and I think I've said it in this podcast a couple times is like you need to earn that pro card and that's what you did a hundred percent that day and that you brought in a physique yeah. that outmatched everyone else like you saying that that you didn't really care who you're up against that's where I think you get to that level, especially when you're in that amateur league, that it doesn't really matter because in the end you are so confident in your own physique um, and you've just, yeah, you, you, I always say like to really get that pro card, you have to learn as much of how, where, where your body can handle and then take an extra 100% and like walk yeah. to the yeah. – <laughs> um, yeah, to, to, to really get it. And then luck has to be on your side. Um, in this sport being subjective. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that, that's another thing. You gotta you gotta sort of play the the category. Um yeah. you know, like you, you could come in the most shredded and, and the biggest guy on stage, but that's not gonna help you if you're in a fitness category. You know, you can't have massive big boulder shoulders and the biggest back is that then they'll just go, mate just jump into physique what are you doing here <laughs> so you have to you have to play that category yeah I remember watching that show and it wasn't a, like one of those sledgehammer shows that you just knocked it out of the park as soon as you walked on I was watching and they were comparing that top three was very tight like that was a strong lineup for um for like a season a as well so yeah. like they were comparing that super tight and I think in the end it just like all that experience that you gained through, especially for you throughout your posing, um, is you outposed everyone by miles. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much what got you you that win in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, I can't stress that enough. Like you have to be able to present your physique on stage. You know, mm-hmm. it's all good and well having the best physique, but you have to be able to show it in – the way that suits your physique the, yeah. the best. 100%. Um, so going back-to-back back with preps, doing that, like coming from, I know you've got 
only three to four months in between shows, how do you keep that laser focus? So someone who's, or they've just started a prep, what, what tips would you give to um, make sure that you they're all the way in and give their all to the prep? Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you have to be, I mean, you have to be doing it for the right reasons. I know that everyone's going to say this, but, you know, if you're just doing it for the gram and you're not 100% committed, then then don't do a prep. Do not do it. You know, you have to do it for you and you have to be committed. You have to make sacrifices. Um, you know, you, you can't be half-assed in a prep because it's already a big enough sacrifice as is and the last thing you want to do is be up on that stage and go, oh, I should have pushed a bit harder. Yeah. You know, I could have I could have given it a little bit more. You want to be up there and just have no regrets and just be completely satisfied with the package that you brought. So, yeah, I just think having yeah, doing it for the right reasons, that's that's just a a massive massive one and that that's going to keep you keep you on track and yeah. and continuing to to go back and and you know basically oh, I've lost my train of thought now. What was I talking about? <laughs> Laser focused, and that, that's something that I think like yeah. the hungrier you are, the easier it is to prep. Like not hungry, yeah, for sure. After if you're after that goal, I think like every prep you'll ever do gets easier and easier. I don't think it actually gets easier. It's just you want it more and more. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like for my prep that I did, that last prep I did, so the season A, like that that was that was hard, but because I was so focused and it was just like clockwork, I had everything lined up. It it did make it make it easier. But because I had my goal, you know, my, my goal was I want to win that pro card and I had it so set out and you know, it was so vivid that that I just went and did it and I, I, I won it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's perfect. Um, so I've got a few shock, shock fire questions as well. Um, the importance, actually, I'm going to go with this one first, is making that adaption from personal trainer, gym manager into coach and online coaching. Um, so people that want, want tips that you've got, Team Sammy Shreds, um, you, you're yep. prepping your own clients now and all of that. How, how do you kind of go from being going from being coached to an athlete and to a, your own coach now with, with your own team as well? Yeah, sure. So for those who don't know, like I was, uh, I was a manager of a gym for, for many years. Um, I, I've worked for myself in the past with a photography business as well and I really enjoy working for myself. I know it's not for everyone, but I knew that I couldn't really work for someone forever. So bridging from, you know, being a gym manager um, and then prepping with Jake and then I, I basically just, you know, we, we had a sat, sit down in Bali and, and had a talk about your business model and, and it just really interested me. And, and I guess the one thing that you sort of brought up was, you know, not just your comp prep clients, but your, your general population, you know, you're, you're changing people's lives. Mm. And that really interests me. You know, you're, you're having such an impact on someone's life. You know, you're, you're setting these habits and rituals that the, these clients are going to take on for their entire life potentially. So that, that's what really drove me to go, okay, like this is, this is pretty cool. I want to, I want to, you know, get into this personal training business, online coaching. Um, so I went out and I, I did my certs and while I was doing my certs, I actually prepped um, a couple of clients um, for free and that that was a tip that you gave me as well. So I know you worked, I believe it was for, was it two years for free? Yeah, yeah I was doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I just it was just close mates. It was people that I knew, and I said, "Look, this is what I want to do in the future. Um, I want to prep you. It'll be all for free. It'll be you know obviously educational base for me. Um, 
what do you think? And they were sort of my, you know, my guinea pigs. <laughs> and, you know, while I was doing my certs, um, I did a, a sports nutrition degree as well. And yeah, basically just got all the, the knowledge that I needed. And I think, you know, I'm obviously not going to stop learning as well. I'm always going to be continuing to, to educate and, you know, learn different methods and whatnot, um, how to, to prep clients the best. So, yeah, that that's basically how I how I got into it, and you know, built up a team over here in 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 SA, and um, you know, we're we're going quite strong over here. And now I, I, I personal train during the day, and and then in the the blocks in between, I I do my online coaching. So yeah, I'm sort of still in the fitness industry, but yeah, not working for someone, which is really nice. <laughs> Yeah, and that's something, yeah, every time I go, like every other state, I was pushing Ryan for the same thing. I was looking at his business model and I'm like, mate, you need to get online, do all those things. And um, yeah, because in the end, it's just more scalable and it's, uh, you actually have more connection with the client online than face-to-face. And you don't actually realise that until you're in more, like actually doing it. Um, yeah, sure. But, yeah, so on talking with that, you did touch on it. SA's fitness community is quite strong. Um, I know you had the support through Team Able Fit um, community through your prep. You've got your own community. Um, the importance of having people around you, positive like positive people during a comp prep, um, I know you probably had more than anyone, um, the craziest group groupies that you had. Um, <laughs> Maybe touch a bit on that, like the people around you, if someone's prepping for the first time um, and support systems. Oh, it's massive. It's huge. And it makes makes such a huge difference to your prep. Um, I'll probably touch on my, my first prep for this because coming from a small country town in the southeast of South Australia, not many people, I don't think anyone had done a bodybuilding show before in that town so the support for my first show it wasn't massive (laughs) (laughs) I will admit it wasn't huge but that's where you know when I did have uh, able fit you you guys were were fantastic you know massive big community and you know the Facebook group you could just sort of bounce some ideas off or just have it have a chat about about prep you know prep things um, but as times went on and people sort of start to realize, okay, like this guy's actually doing this thing. This is, this is his, this is his sport. We're going to support him. Um, then, you know, support be- became huge, you know, friends, family, just people that you don't even know that send you a message on Instagram. Like, Hey mate, you're like, you're looking great or good luck on the weekend. You can't like those messages go a long way, a really, really long way. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah, all the way through, I think, like having the, um, like your partner on board, all of those type of things just to keep keep you in the mind frame that you're going to just keep pushing because really like when everything's down and you're thinking like you're in those like negative spaces, you almost need that person to bump you right back up because everyone's going to have yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why, you know, Whitney, my, my partner, she's just, yeah, always positive and always picking me back up when I'm when I'm down, which is which is great. And it's also a good thing that she doesn't prep <laughs> she doesn't compete. So <laughs> she's yeah. always gonna be up and about. <laughs> With um so touching on like you have, have prepped clients through you been a little bit through yourself i tried to squeeze some of this out of ryan but he's too positive um post comp blues so did you ever go down that track afterwards um i know that especially after like not reaching the placings you've had or you've had clients that down um touch on a little bit about what can happen post comp and what you've seen happen or what may have happened to you yeah sure i mean i think it's definitely it's definitely real you know post comp blues is is a thing um especially coming off the back of multiple 
wins or if you've placed really well or you've brung your best package, you know, you, you fast forward a couple of months and you go, well, that's all over. I don't have anything to look forward to again. But I think Ryan obviously, um, you know, spoke about this as well when he said you have to have a goal set straight mm-hmm. after your comp, whether it be another comp, whether it be a photo shoot, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think having something post-comp in the next few weeks or the months is a good idea to keep yourself accountable. Um, but also set your your next comp goals because if you're just out there and you're just training and you're just training for the hell of it without any reason, then that's where you're going to get the blues. That's where you're going to be like, well, what am I doing? Should I, shouldn't I compete again? What, what should I be doing? You just need to be like, okay, Let's book in the next comp. Let's book in some some short term goals, some long term goals, and and go from there. Yeah, a hundred percent. It stops that kind of bus crash feeling. Like even some people mm. when they do reach their goals, like that maybe they reached, they wanted to place, and then they did place, and then it's just like bus crash. What now? The whole week they're just spending eating, and then going down into emotional eating, get even further down, putting on kilos, um, and yeah. then that that um, definitely as co- coaches, as athletes, is something you definitely want to watch um, and just make sure, like I make sure that I talk to my clients during like the cut- last peak week, I'm mostly speaking about post-comp more than bloody the actual show because it's just getting you in that yeah. point that it's just not, the world's not over after that comp. So it is a goal that you've been working for and I'm guessing like I can't see why it wouldn't happen with weddings and big events as well. That it's just like, yeah. boom, now what? Um, and yeah, that's yeah. definitely something. Um, your top tips for someone who's maybe competed a couple times, maybe they haven't competed and they come up to you and they're like, Hey Sammy, I want my pro card. What are your top three tips? Be patient. You'll get it when you get it. <laughs> 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 plain and simple <laughs> don't don't rush it like it takes time it, it really does enjoy it while you can enjoy being an amateur because you can win plenty of amateur shows if you're a good athlete in, enjoy those wins there's plenty of pro worthy athletes out there you know, in multiple different federations that have knocked back their pro cards just purely because they want to stay an amateur. And that's, mm. that's fair enough. They yeah. might not be ready personally to jump on the pro stage. Mm. You know, when you're jumping up on a pro pro stage, like, I, like when I'm going to do my pro debut, whether it be the end of the year or, or next year, I'm probably hoping for at least a top five if I'm lucky. Mm. You know, if I could get fifth on a pro stage in my first year, that would be phenomenal. So coming from, you know, winning a, a, a national show and then jumping straight into a pro show, like it's just it's not going to happen overnight. So the amateur and the pro league are two completely different leagues. <laughs> Yeah, and you're pretty much starting again, funnily enough. Like my mm. advice going into that, the pro show is like you, you, you're back at your first show again. Like it's a huge step back um, and then Absolutely. like relearn, relearn um, because now you're up against p- other people that have won Australian and world titles. So it's just plus the winner of the amateur on that day, which just so technically in the end you don't know who you're up against. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, so there two. Do you have one more pro tip? Um, God, they sort of all mush together, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you off with yeah. that. <laughs> uh, future comp plans. So you just did touch on then um, your yeah. pro day. So what, what have you got kind of planning? What are you, you going to do in the lead up? Um, anything? thoughts you've never been on a pro stage before so where's your head at in that kind of aspect yeah so obviously like I was I just did a 
we've just completed one year officially off season um, come May. So, yeah, I'm, I'm basically in, in limbo or have been in limbo for the past couple of months. So my off season was all basically coming together. I was, I've been making some, some fantastic progress. I was uh, getting ready to prep for, for season B which was going to be the Oceana Pro, which was the pro qualifier for the Worlds in Vegas. Um, And then, obviously, Corona came along and ruined all the plans. So I'm still deciding. It's currently 23 weeks as of Sunday just gone until the, the Oceana show, which is the pro show. I'm still considering that show. I'm, I'm sort of in a bit of a pre-prep stage right now and I'm ready to, to go. So as far as my mindset is, I'm in prep. Um, yeah. But if things do change, then I will do season A next year as long as it's still on. Viable, <laughs> yeah, as that pro. Yep. And that's the thing. I think... Um, Again, like my advice for you going into to your first pro show is it's like, yeah, you are taking that step back, but it's also in the back of your mind is that complacency. Again, like it's almost sure. like it never wears off on you. And like to, to be honest, I have this same conversation to myself. So say because after I won my pro card in physique, I've never been on the physique pro show. So in the back of my head, I'm like, look, you're going to actually have to go harder again and <laughs> again like yeah i brought you brought in like you especially your shape come at that sydney show was insanity but now you're going to have to reach conditioning next level again set the bar even higher bring in a drier package with a bit more size and in the right spots um and that's the same thing like why i've had this like i had to tell myself with this off season that i've had to take three years off because i knew that that was my best package that i brought in for that goal coach so I'm going to need to put on some muscle to get even drier and a lot bigger, especially for for the massive ass physique boys. Um, so it's just going to be a, a, another change again, and just watching watching where they go in the next uh, couple of shows with men's fitness and things like that as well. Um, to yeah, bring the best in. But with your experience and things like that, like I can't wait to see you up on that pro stage. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited for that pro debut. I think the mindset going into that show is going to be quite similar to the mindset that I had going into my first show um, because I, I think I think out of all my preps, I do I obviously pushed extremely hard in that in that show that I got my pro card, but I still think that first year I competed was the the hardest that I pushed. Yeah, and. I guess I, I didn't really know, but I knew that I had to go as hard as I possibly could, and I did. I honestly did, and it's going to be the exact same as the as the the pro debut. You know, I don't exactly know what people are going to look like, but I know that I'm going to have to absolutely do my best. Yeah, relight that fire and absolutely come in insanity. Yeah, but yeah, I can't wait. You're gonna look insane, <laughs> especially next level. <laughs> Things like that. Um, yeah. So, question: I've been pl- playing ball. I've been over the last couple of podcasts has been kind of development because it's just pretty much the same thought that I've had the whole time. And that's if you could bottle up, say it's for your client, say it's for your prior experiences. Or anything, and I think you you would get, have this same thing as a coach going to clients. How do you bottle up that kind of champion mindset feeling of what, whatever it is, DNA or something? What would you put into that bottle that you would give to that client so they could just drink it down and bam, they've got pretty much that pro card quality um, level of like if it's mindset, if it's genetics, if it's physique. What's that main thing that keeps say? you online compared to someone else that did, did, didn't have that drive to keep going again and things like that? What are the ingredients? Yeah, I think like it's sort of coming back and 
doing it for, I guess, doing it for yourself um, and doing it for, for the right reasons, I guess. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, you sort of need to know why, why you're doing it, what you're doing it for. Um, yeah, pretty, that's pretty, pretty well, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, hard to bottle it up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Like I see people that will take one gram of oats out when they weigh one gram over and the difference between the people that will go to 1am to get on the cardio or do things like that. They're like above and beyond people versus the people that just break under pressure. And it's trying yeah, to like for sure. find what is it a DNA trait that makes, say, person A versus person B just completely more motivated or more, or is it just an interline of all these different things kind of playing all at yeah. once? I guess it's doing those doing those one percenters because they at the end of the day it all it all counts. It all like even if you just go, oh, I'm just gonna maybe skip that cardio session or I'm going to skip that meal and have something else you know at the end of the week it all it all adds up and I guess it comes down to you know being an athlete in the on season and the off season because there's really no time there's really no time off for a professional athlete so if someone comes to you or me and goes you know I want to win my pro card but you know they're not having a, uh, they're not sitting down and having a, a well-structured off-season, well, then, you know, it's not going to happen. And that, that's the difference. To anyone out there that is thinking that they want to get their pro card and they want to be competitive on the pro stage, you're up against Sam. And Sam's planning his <laughs> off-seasons. He's been had – how many shows have you done now? Uh, eight. Yeah, eight shows. Eight shows and – all of them within like top three um, placing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something like that. That, that. That's where I try and level, level with people. Like it's not an easy thing to do. And even though like it looks easy when you are standing there on the podium taking that pro card and people will even come up to you and see you on social media and see it in your bio and things like that and just be like, oh, yeah, I, I could do I even have, have people I know I see at expos and like message me on Insta and they're like, can't wait to get on stage with you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you got to win your pro card first. So. <laughs> you got to do a show first. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, well, you got to <laughs> kind of make those. It's easy to say it, let alone have the luck on your side, the work work ethic on your side, buddy. That you're you're the right look for the judges. Your genetic makeup's perfect for the division, and it's just you peaked right, peak week right, and. Well, everything kind of almost needs to just dead come into line on that exact time. Exactly right. Posing. So many factors come into it. <laughs> different factors. So tell everyone where can they see your pretty face? Um, definitely listening to, listening to him. He's prettier than he sounds. Um, <laughs> the best way to reach out to you. Um, so on Instagram, I don't really use Facebook for business things. Um, but my Instagram handle is Sammy shreds underscore coaching. Um, might have some things coming out in the, in the next few weeks, hopefully try and work out some, some YouTube. Um, finally we'll see what happens. Um, I really need to get my ass into gear and, and get, get onto it. Yeah, and um, that's another one thing. If you are in SA looking at any men's fitness, that type of thing, you're still doing posing, yeah? Still doing posing, yes. Um, obviously a bit limited right now in the current situation, but the gyms actually open up on Monday, believe it or not. So um, if you are in South Australia and you are competing and you are looking to get some posing coaching done um then please uh send me a dm and uh we can tee up from monday onwards yeah and that's definitely the number one thing like the lack of posing you can have the best physique on stage but if you can't show it off um mm. yeah whole, whole different it can be the difference between first and fifth <laughs> really and i've Absolutely. seen it, the amount of shows um happen so awesome absolute knowledge bombs dropped um so any other things you want to tell the audience? Oh, 
I'll see you, see you on stage. <laughs> yeah, see you for your pro debut in the next exactly. hopefully months if everything comes on. Definitely, I want to. Can't wait to see you up there. And yeah, definitely follow Sammy. Watch his journey coming in because this physique is going to be next level. I can guarantee it. But until next time, guys, we'll catch you soon.